Welcome to the Renovate Church Sermon Podcast. At Renovate Church, we are passionate about teaching God's Word in such a way that you really get to know the heart and character of God and where you can apply the truth of Scripture to every aspect of living. We believe that God's Word is relevant and has the power to transform your life. We're excited for this most recent sermon, and we hope it blesses and encourages you. worship leader I I I enjoy and that's not even the right word I'm just so satisfied in God's presence that when I am able to to take away everything and 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 just lay aside all the instruments lay aside the mic and just get lost in his presence but that's such a can barely speak, man. Why don't you pray with me right there? Just close your eyes and and just enjoy God's presence. You are here with us, Lord. You are here with us, Lord. I surrender. <laughs> what a statement. I surrender to your presence. I surrender to your will for me. I surrender, Lord, because your ways, as a prophet Isaiah said, are so much higher than my ways. I surrender, Lord, because I don't come here before your presence just to check you out of my list. I come here before you to burn my list. I come here before your presence just to surrender to you. I tend to think and to trust my instincts, and I'm so wrong. I tend to think that I'm so wise, that I'm so educated, that I, that I do my homework, that I do my research, but the greatest thing of, of me, Lord, doesn't even compare, like Scripture says, to to the most simple thing of you. So I just surrender before your presence, Lord. I surrender before you. Can you, can you right there where you are, just, just open your heart to the Lord? Openness. Openness. That's what the Lord needs. He does not force himself to anyone. He's the loving God, and as a loving God, he's knocking at the door and waiting for us to answer. And not just at the beginning of our journey, sometimes we think, well, yes, I gave my heart to the Lord. Whatever year that was, and I'm good, I'm good to go. But no, we need to take our cross every day. We need to come before his presence every day. So, so Lord, just, I, I just surrender to you. Can you say that? Can you say that? Lord, I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to your presence. I surrender to your will. will is, your will is better for me. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. I don't know how I'm going to preach today. Uh, 
because God is doing such amazing things, such amazing things. And it's not coincidental. Dave and I had a meeting this, this early this week on Monday, and it was a powerful, it wasn't, it wasn't a technical meeting. It wasn't a technical meeting. It was a vision meeting. And I'm jumping to, I don't know, I forget my notes. But I was telling to Dave, Dave, you know what? If, if there's something that I'm, and I was sharing this with Willie earlier today, if there's something that I'm really scared of in this time in my life recently, is on what I call getting lost in suburbia. You know what? Because it's not that, that I'm God's favorite child or anything like that. God doesn't make exception to people, but God does act upon attitudes of people. So that way he doesn't act, he doesn't operate the same way through, the same, through different people because different people don't have the same attitude before his presence. Don't have the same openness before his presence. God wants to, but he doesn't force himself to. So we have to, we have, to have that openness to allow that to happen. And I've seen it happen. I've seen that happen. And David, I was saying, like me too, we, we've seen revival happen in that place. We've seen atmospheres being transformed. We've seen a, 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 a rushing wave that, that transform a city, that transform a community, and starts to, to, to have this effect that words cannot have, an effect of restoration. I cannot talk marriage into reconciliation. Only God can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. I cannot talk a sick person to healing, but the Holy Spirit can do that, and these hands have seen it. God was just reminding me this, 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 this past few days, saying like, like, do not conform, do not settle, do not settle. I don't want to get lost, and when I, when I say lost in suburbia, it's, it's, it's adopting this mindset of just thinking what I, have to, what I have to reach, my goals as a family, and just paying attention to dumb things. 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 It's so temporary and superficial. Say like God, really. I am willing, because the word says, and 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 God through different ways in the Old and New Testament, He just explains this concept how the latter rain is always greater than the first one. What happened? Some time ago, what happened at the beginning in your walk with the Lord, if it was great, oh, get ready because there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come. And I understood that, the, the, the level of multiplication in every sense of the way, even generationally. As I understood how, how in my parents' ministry, God did amazing things, I understand that through us, in this time, God's, God's, God's going to do things even greater. That's going to even multiply in my daughters. That's why the enemy wants to attack that. That's why he wants to cut that. That's why he wants to intervene and, 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 and create this separation, this disconnection. Because only God can do that. But what I believe is that, especially this week, and I've told this several times already between yesterday and today, this week, one this here, has been since we moved on June 2019, the most intense week 
ministry-wise since we moved. Ministry-wise. From everywhere, everywhere, from every corner, things just popping up. It's like, wow, everything, everything just, just, just came down. No, no, no. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, all that was already there. All that was already there. All those situations, all those conflicts, all those problems were already there. They're just been surfaced. They're just being surfaced. They're just coming to light. The devil always overplays his hand. He cannot resist it. He's too proud. And that is his demise. Because when he shows his hand, the enemy works better in the shadows. Do you know that? We think that the desert is, is, the, is a result of the enemy. Biblically, look for it. Always God is the one that initiates the desert. Always it's God that brings us to the desert. Because even though it's extreme, Satan doesn't work as effectively in the desert. He works better in the shadow. In the desert, we're exposed. Everything comes to light. And when everything comes to light, then we know what God has to operate. We know the areas of our life that need to come before the Lord. We understand what are, what are the things in our hearts that are, that are hindering us from, from going all in, from surrendering. He overplays his hand. He shows himself. He's like, well, you, show, you just show yourself. That's why during this time, I, what I have a renewed sense of expectation because instead, in, in, the enemy thinks, and many people think, remember that the greatest power of Satan is lying. He's the father of lies. That's his greatest power. So many times, even we as believers, we buy into his lies. Remember that, 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 that when, when he exposes himself, then, then God can intervene and can work. So during this time, Everything that has happened locally, nationally, everything that's happened worldwide. We understand then what God has to do. Everything is being exposed. Because what happens is that we tend to sweep under the rug many things. They're there, permeating. They're there, sweep under the rug, getting distracted with our schedules, getting distracted. Stress, it's such a distractor. Oh, stress, I'm so stressed, I'm stressed, I'm so stressed. It's true, but that's not the, that's not the core, that's not the heart of the problem, that's just a symptom. But we get caught up in that And what the Lord is bringing to us is a sense of urgency. There's a sense of urgency in heaven. There's a sense of urgency. Recently, me and my family, we eat. We just did our second long road trip. <laughs> yes, mind this. Uh, keep in mind that we come from Puerto Rico. It's an island that is 100 by 35 miles. <laughs> Fits 77 times in the state of Texas. <laughs> so for us, a long drive is an hour drive. <laughs> we plan for it, check our oil, fill up our tank. Check our tires to go drive an hour. So recently we did our second, second long drive. First one was to completely break the ice on this and we drove from here to Central Florida. Wow. And Allison was saying, how, how much do we have left? And it's like, oh, you don't wanna know. <laughs> and the last one, was just in this last spring break, we went to Colorado. 
to visit my aunt who's here today visiting us, my Aunt Margaret. Now she came here, but she didn't drive, she flew. <laughs> and when we, was in, we, we were in that drive to Colorado, we did a, made a, a pit stop in Amarillo to visit Stephen and Christine Ronk. Bless you, bro. We had a great time. And after leaving Amarillo, put the GPS to Colorado. And the GPS is sometimes so interesting because they don't, the GPS doesn't realize certain things. So GPS gave us a shortcut, which I did not, didn't understand was a shortcut at the moment. Took us off the, off the highway into a back road for that it was a straight road, country road, nothing in it for about 40 miles. Nothing, I and mean, I'm saying like, well, you guys are, most, most of you are from here, you, you, you've been out there. <laughs> nothing, I mean, the road got lost in the horizon, <laughs> straight forward. I, I, this, I was in awe because I haven't even seen with my own two eyes roads that are so straight for so long. In Puerto Rico, you will come into a beach at that point, right? So road got lost in the horizon, and I look in the mirror, the rear view mirror, and the same thing. God, the road got lost in the horizon. Nothing, no buildings, no nothing. And I started to worry. And I said, Wanda, I have less than half uh, a tank of gas. Please check in your phone where's the nearest gas station. And guess what? No service. No cell signal. It's like, Jesus. I mean, do something. I don't want to get stranded in this road. There are too many, too many things that that come to mind in a situation like this. So in that moment, what came to my mind and to my life was a sense of urgency. There's urgency. Because I can anticipate that if we run out of gas or a car breaks down, there's, we are going to find ourselves in a very difficult situation, in a very dire situation. There's urgency urgency and that's what God is speaking to us in this time I believe that there's a sense of urgency from heaven because when you see that that there are the things that are happening at the grand scale and also at the individual scale as I told you this this week has been so so amazing but it has been amazing I say amazing it's not bad it's amazing because like I was telling you, when those things come out, it's when you start working on them, is that that's the point. That's the point. The idea is never just to, to sweep it under the rug. The idea is not to say, well, I'm not going to look at the, at the gauge of the tank. I'm just not going to look at it because I'm not going to worry. But many people try to do that. Many people say, like, well, just, let, me, let, me just, let me just ignore, ignore the, the signs and let me just get distracted by this. Hmm. I think that all this, all, all this um, COVID shutdown was a, a reality check for many people because your status quo was forced down. It was forced out of your life. We can continue. There's so many people, and in, in your mind you can think, so many people just go on and on and on and on with their, with their routine and their daily lives. And they find themselves at just the end of their days. It's like, wow. And every time they say they think the same thing, every time we talk about parenting, everybody says the same thing to me. It's just like the blink of an eye. Everything goes, goes away so fast. Time goes by so, so quickly. It's like, how come? Because right now I feel like, like it's going too slow because I am don't understand the urgency. I don't understand the urgency. 
and we say, God, <laughs> uh, this is urgent, God. <laughs> and God says, I know. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you. I've been trying to communicate to you this precise uh, fact, this precise reality through many things. And God uses his word, his people, creation itself to speak to us and, and, and helping us to try to help us understand in our finite minds the sense of urgency. In John 10.10, 10, it says this. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Sounds familiar with this world? Does it sound familiar? Of course. It is. I mean, we, we, in, in America, and, and, and just, just keep this in mind. We come from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. We have a, a direct influence from the United States and, of course, from, from our Hispanic culture as well. We're kind of in the middle ground. And, and, and in, the, in many things, we have a reference to what, what goes on and, and, and a direct knowledge of what goes on in many aspects. But when we are in it, then we understand. We, are, we see it from a very different perspective. And Wanda and I, we've been, say, we've been saying this lately. We've been saying, we have seen it around us, but now we're, we are in the middle of it and we understand how many times the church in, in, in the nation just conforms to their routine. Just conforms and doesn't have a sense of urgency. The thief, the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God always has an answer to that. He says, I came so that you will have life and have it abundantly. My declaration here for every one of you and for me today is that survival mode stops today. Survival mode stops today. You are not called just to live in survival mode. There's no need to conform to survival mode. There's no need. Pastor Dave was sharing this, this verse. Let's go to this one. We didn't coordinate this. John chapter 10. Give me that one, Brett. Verse 10. John chapter 4, verse 10, sorry. Job chapter 4, verse 10. He was talking, Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman. This week, I was, I was seeing this um, the series, The Chosen, again. And I had such a powerful moment of ministry. Because it's not, okay, there's the... There's the production side of it. It's greatly done. It's beautifully done. But it's the power of, of the truth that is being communicated there. And Jesus is with the Samaritan woman. You, you don't understand how out of custom that is. We don't understand, still don't comprehend how, how incorrect that was for Jesus to be even in that conversation. It wasn't allowed. He was risking everything. He was risking his reputation. <laughs> and I was saying, God, I'm willing to risk my reputation. I'm willing to risk my reputation for you. I'm willing to risk it. I'm willing to risk it. And part of the conversation, the, the, the thing that God used to speak to me so much, it was that when Jesus said to her, if you knew. If you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying this to you, if you, if, if you knew, like, when you want to really try to get in someone's head and try to open their eyes and say, like, hey, don't you realize what you have in front of you? Don't you realize the opportunity that there is? And I understand, again, what is, what, why this is in America. 
Many people don't understand this fact, and I understood it in one of, in one of my first Bible classes in college. This professor was explaining this, and I was, and I was really uh, at, in awe about this, about this that I'm about to explain to you. And now I see it with my own eyes. Many people, many people affirm that America was founded in biblical principles, and it was. But there's a concept that there's a disconnect, and here it is. There's a difference between theism with a DS in David and theism with a TH. There's a very dramatic difference. America was founded under the principles of, the, of Scripture, using that as a reference, very good, like nothing had been done before in, hum, in the story of humanity. But theism, what affirms is, okay, I consider everything that is God, I apply certain things, now, you stay up there, and I stay up here, down here. And then we have phrases like the man upstairs and things like that, which establish a disconnect. I know you're there. Bless my business and my house, but don't get in my, in my, in my stuff. I handle my stuff myself. That's very different from having a full relationship with the Lord. Having a full relationship with the Lord, you know what I understood? When we sing the Alpha and Omega, that's biblical, that's in Revelation and in other places. When we sing the Alpha and Omega, I understood this. You're, you're the first, and we can all kind of take a grasp of that. Oh, you're the first, everything. You begin in everything. How come you're the last? You're the Alpha and you're the Omega, you're the first. How come you're also the last? And we try to establish our priorities in our way, which we have our list, right? We have our list. And we have God some, some, somewhere in that list. And we sometimes believe or try to make ourselves believe that God is number one of that list. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? That's what, I, what I'm praying like God. Just burn to ashes my list. Because you're the first and you're the last, which means that you are everything. Everything. You're the God of my family. You're the God of my job. You're the God of my house. You're the God of my possessions. You're the God of my decisions. You're the God of my feelings. You're the God of my life, of everything. If we knew who we have as a God, many times people don't know, don't realize, don't realize, and God has become some kind of a talisman, some kind of a rabbit's foot, and that is not God. When, when we have a relationship with the Lord, He doesn't bless everything that we have because some of the things that we have, He doesn't want us to have it. So when we have a relationship with the Lord, he said, if, if I know who you are, I understand that you're going you're, you're gonna to bring me to sacrifice also. You're going to bring me to transformation. You're going to bring me to, 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 to bring things to the altar that I don't want to. It's not just bless all my plans. It doesn't work that way. When we have a relationship with the, with the Lord, he is everything in our lives. Hmm. And he says, everyone who drinks, verse 13, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. Hmm. God, don't let me get lost in suburbia. Don't get me to get lost. Don't, don't. I was just, I was just telling I don't remember. This week has been so intense. I don't remember even who I was telling this to. But I was, I was telling someone, once I was an adult, I realized how my dad, before being a full-time minister, full-time pastor, my dad was in businesses, my dad was a chemical engineer. And as an adult, it's that I realized the financial power that my dad had at that time. I didn't realize at the moment because we he was never ostentatious. We had a nice house, 
now understanding as an adult, peanuts of what we could, we could have. You know what I do remember? He blessing people. My family's here, and they can attest to that. Blessing people. Using the things that God gave him to bless people, bless people, bless people. Ministries so into families, into individuals. into That's what I remember vividly, vividly, vividly. Everything that God gives us is for that. Because, because that water doesn't, doesn't satisfy our thirst. It doesn't satisfy our thirst. That cannot be our north. That cannot be our goal. But we need to fight it because we live in an environment that is all about that. It's all about getting a bigger cup to, to getting a bigger dip of water. It's all about that. And don't get me wrong, everything that God gives us and when God prospers people, he does, but he does for that reason, for to be a blessing to others. That's the kingdom of God. It's about giving. It's about giving, not receiving. It's about giving. And it's something that we need to constantly rise up against purposefully because if not, guys, we're going to get caught into that. Verse 14, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never be thirsty. Just understand this. God doesn't lie or exaggerate. When he says always, it's always. When he says never, it's never. There's no gray areas in God. Sometimes people don't understand that. People understand, oh, why God is so judgmental? Because there's no gray in him. Our sin, our nature, cannot, cannot coexist with his light. Cannot. It's not that he's, ooh, yucky sin, ooh, yucky. No, it's that it's impossible. Light cannot coexist with darkness, but he gave us a way. He gave us a solution. Not in our strength, but on his strength. He's the one that gives that water. A water that I will give him. But the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. Just understand this. We're talking about running low, running in fumes. What God is saying to you today is, you don't have to. There's no need to. It is a lie that you have to be running empty. Oh, just a little bit of God in my life. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. You know why? When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them, to teach them about faith, in two occasions, he used completely opposite examples to arrive to the same conclusion. He said, if you have all the faith in the world, you can tell this mountain to move and it will move. Wow, all the faith in the world? But then he said, but if you have faith, like a mustard seed, you will also tell that mountain to move and it will, be, it will move. God is not about quantity. Our relationship with God is not about quantity. Our faith in the Lord is not about quantity. Either we got it or we know. Either we have it or we do not. And God is inviting us to really let that fountain, because check out what it says here. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you understand what's happening here, but one of the things that impacted my life so much is that precisely in this moment is the only moment that Jesus Christ revealed himself at the, as the Messiah. The Samaritan woman, the woman of the well said, you're, well, then you're the Messiah. And he said, yes, I am. And just, just remember that every other time 
that somebody said that, his disciples or other people? He said what? Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Let that be revealed to everybody. I cannot force revelation to you. I cannot force revelation to you. You have to want it. You have to receive it. The move of the Spirit, and here's the thing. And there, and it's not even in, in, in my notes, it's talk about spirit and truth, right? Or worship and spirit and truth. Worship is not just our songs. No, it's not. It's our life, right? And, and we talk, when he talks about spirit and truth, and that's a, a, a fundamental concept in, 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 in my walk with the Lord, un, when I understood, when God made me understand that spirit and truth are very different but work together that the truth is my responsibility as a believer to know who I am who is talking to me to understand his words it's my responsibility to look in the Bible how can I walk in the promises if I don't know them how can I walk in God's promises if I do not know them how can I activate that in my life this week, I got this word in Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41. It's, I think it's there, Brett. Right? Did I put Isaiah 41? I don't remember. I don't even know what I put anymore. Yes. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water. And the dry land springs of water. I need to understand this word. Understand that God doesn't need anything. He makes things out of nothing. Scripture says that he multiplies the strength of those who have none. How does that work? How can you multiply something? when your divisor or your multiplicand is zero. Only God can do that. Make something out of nothing. Make something out of nothing. I need to understand, I need to, in order to be able to walk in the promises, I need to know. So the truth, yes, I need to search for it. I need to search for the truth. This is what's happening. This is what's happening in America. The United States historically has been the, the, the nation that has sent more missionaries to the world. Somebody said that the other day. I don't remember if it was you, Dave, or, or Willie. You said that the other day, right? Historically, the most missionaries to the world. Mm-hmm. Today, we're the top nation in need for, for evangelizing. How does that work? How can that happen? A disconnect. There's, there was a disconnect. Remember that there's a multiplication when, when, when things are, 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 are keep moving forward. There was a disconnect. For the first time, this impacted me a couple, a couple weeks ago. For the first time, less than 50% of the nation affirms to be part of any faith. You know what that means? That we're officially in a secular nation. They got all of that. What we're doing here is officially counterculture. <laughs> but you know what I think? And what I have seen? The moments like this is when the church thrives. Hmm. You think that the gospel would have reached the ends of the earth without persecution? I think that they, if the disciples were comfortable, because they were human also, they would, they would all stay there in Jerusalem and build a mega church there. But they were shaken to their core. And that made them spread. They, were, they had no choice. Their fleeing had the repercussions of spreading gospel to the ends of the earth. 
I'm willing. I said this to Dave this week. Say, Dave, I didn't move my family from to here to do nice stuff. I told Luis the other day, we're starting the Spanish services not to do a nice thing for the Hispanic community. I'm here to take this city. need to search for the word, for the truth, the spirit. As I was saying at the beginning, the only thing that I can do is be open to it. Surrender. Let it happen. And that is scary. Yes. It is scary. Just keep in mind, I come, I, I, I come from a background that is very pragmatic very analytic said many things about my dad brilliant mind and I was brought up the same way analyzing things until I understood one day in a powerful way that the move of spirit is not something that I can encapsulate I study the truth but I just let the spirit operate I just let the spirit operate he is the one that brings that, and, they, and it's a fountain that, that, that is birthed within us. It's an endless supply. We don't have any shortness of God, any shortness supply of God. We have full access. Just understand this. Not even, just mind this. All the people that we see in the Old Testament did not have the opportunity that you and I have. Scripture says that the, that the Spirit came upon people in the Old Testament for a specific thing, for a specific task. You and I are beyond that. By the grace of God, grace, it's a powerful world. You are able to have the Holy Spirit not just come upon us, but indwell in us. It's not that the Holy Spirit just come upon us. He is in us. The fountain is in us. We don't have shortness of God. It's in us. It's in us. The emptiness that you feel many times, it's a symptom of either two things. It's one of two things. None of this is on my notes, guys. It's just the Holy Spirit speaking. Either two things. Either you haven't opened your heart to salvation. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Because it's very definitive. Scripture says that, that, that we confess with our voice, with our mouth, our Savior. We believe in the heart, but we confess with our mouth. I know the day that I got saved. The day that I got saved. And that is what gives you that access to this fountain. And this fountain to create, be created in your life. So either it's that. Or the enemy is just poisoning your mind with lies. Because here's the thing. Jesus said to his disciples. The spirit is willing. But the flesh is weak. We have a constant fight with our flesh. It doesn't mean that God is not there. It means that the flesh is dominating us in a given moment. That we need to bring that before the Lord and say, like, God, I mean, I, I bring my flesh before you. I need you. I need you. <sighs> Within us, Jesus. Wow. <sighs> but the promise... It's not that we wouldn't go through trials. Don't get me wrong. This it, sometimes it sounds like, like, well, if you're having problems, it's that you don't have God in your life. This was that was never the promise. 
That was never, never. I see people that are deconstructing their faith these days. They, they are saying the things that are the most absurd. It's like saying, bro, have you sat down in, in one biblical class? You're shouting from this soapbox that you, that no, nobody talks about this. How come? Of course we do. Of course the word is filled with it. There are many things, many resources. People just deconstructing their faith and, and, and saying, well, it's a, how come if you are a believer you have problems? It never says that we wouldn't have any problems. Jesus said, before leaving, in John 16, 33, he said, Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows. He gave us a heads up. As long as we are in this earth, we will have tribulation. We cannot escape that. Either relationally, financially, health. There's always going to be something. The, the promise is not that we will be spared. He, the promise is that he has overcome the world. It's not the end. We don't have to conform to that. And you know what? You know what? This is such an amazing thing. That God uses those moments of sorrow and tribulation to reveal himself to us. I know that God is the God of provision. Why? Because I've been in need. I know that God is the God of healing. Yeah. Because when I, God sent me to pray for that lady, stage four lung cancer. And in her next appointment, all the cancer was gone. I've seen that. God has worked those kind of things through these hands. This, this week I was crying before the presence of God and saying, like, God, I don't want to conform to less. I don't want to conform to less. Because the, the latter rain, it's always greater. It's always greater. <laughs> it's always greater. I'm going to invite Jed and, and Claire and the guys. Can you, can you please come here? Let, let's have a time of worship together. And let's open our hearts to the, to, to the Lord. Because you don't have to conform to living just in scarcity. There's, there's not such thing as, as a little bit of God. He is the all in all. He is everything. He fills us. We find satisfaction in him. We find our strength in him. I don't want to conform. I don't want to conform. And I've been battling. Talk about open heart. Here it is. Open book. I've been battling and saying, God, I understand the dynamics of, the, of, this, of a city like, like this. And they've noticed we've talked about this many times. I understand the dynamics. People are busy. Yeah. There's, we try to strategize. We try to make things as reachable as possible. We try to make things as accessible as possible, meeting you where you are. And we're all about that. But I've, I've been confronted with this reality. One of the things that is one of the strongholds among us and in cities like, like Austin, the Guerrero Austin area, you know what is? It is comfort that doesn't come from God. Because the comfort that comes from God is very different. You know what the comfort that comes from God does? He makes you take on his cross and his, his burden. That's the comfort that comes from God. It makes you want to reach others. That's, the com that's God's comfort. It's very paradoxical. Jesus said, come to me. Oh, you are tired, weary. I will make you rest. Next verse he says, and take my burden. <laughs> What is this? What is this? I don't understand. I don't understand. And God is saying, you know what? When you, and that's the promise. Remember, you can't walk in God's promises if you don't know them. If we don't know them, we can't walk on them. 
That's why there's such an instruction in scripture to meditate it in. Day to night. We need to, we, we need to eat, it, eat it up. Eat it up. I read a quote this week. I don't even remember who, who said it. But, uh, is that this, this generation has fallen passionately in love with a Jesus that they don't know. I'm talking about us in the, church, in the modern church. Passionately in love with a Jesus that they don't really know. As I was studying on Christmas with my daughter, with my eldest daughter, we studying the, 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 the Gospels and the, the life of Jesus. We say like, I didn't know Jesus was like this. Yeah, because we have a concept of what Jesus was that is so, so nice and so refined. Jesus didn't come to this world to just pet it. He came to this world to save it. And sometimes saving, saving is yanking someone off away from the wolf's mouth. Sometimes saving is really putting himself in the position of all the destruction that in John 10, 10 says that the enemy brings to this world and saying, and very Hey, we are so glad that you joined us for our service this morning. If you are interested in learning about how you can start a relationship with Jesus, we would love to be here to talk that through with you. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, that whoever has the Son has life. And we really believe that here at Renovate. So again, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you're just interested in learning more about the faith, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if you want to grow as a follower of Jesus or get more involved in what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So just go ahead and comment on the platform that you're at or reach out to us by email at info at renovatechurch.com. Again, we're so glad you're able to join us. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you soon.